0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Recovering Entrepreneur Show. Bobby the Awesome here. And today I am joined with Mr. David Price. Welcome to the show, David.
1: Thank you, Bobby. I love the nickname, Bobby the Awesome. How fantastic is that? So I get to hang out with somebody awesome today. What, what could be better?
0: Yeah, I do that. <laughs> I do that for a couple of reasons. I do it to give people permission to celebrate the good things instead of yeah. let head noise, you know, distract us, oh. Um, and you know, to remind myself sometimes on those days I need a little push. So, thanks for acknowledging that. Love it, love it. So, David, we are strangers, which is kind of fun, right? We'll right it is totally, on. totally. Um, so this is going to be a meet and greet, and I'm going to get to learn all about you and your business. Um. If you want to start us off, I mean, maybe tell people that you have two different styles of the business and we'll go where we go. Yeah, absolutely. So, you
1: know, this is an entrepreneur show. The name of it has to do with entrepreneurs. And so I certainly have got a messy, dirty, (laughs) crazy entrepreneurial story in a million different ways. But yeah, so right now what I've got is because it's changed over the years and i've got two programs right now one is for men and women who want to accomplish any goal and we've had people in the program who wanted to lose weight who wanted to make more money uh who wanted to be happier people who wanted better home life all kinds of different things and so that program is for men and women to accomplish whatever they want to accomplish um, and then I've got a program for husbands and fathers, uh, for husbands and fathers who are angry and frustrated. They know that they're taking that out on their wives and their kids, and they're really unhappy doing that. And they want to stop, but they don't know how. And so, uh, as a myself, a recovering, uh, angry husband and father, I can help them stop doing that to their families and have better relationships.
0: I love, I love that. And I love how so targeted to, to men that is, um, you know, there's so much stigma and bullshit in our society, right? Like, so guys aren't going to raise their hand and go for help, especially the ones who might be that that angry and, and stressed out.
1: Bobby, that's the problem. I mean, I told somebody just yesterday I picked the worst niche. I say niche. People say niche. I'm from the South. It's a niche to me. But I picked the worst niche in the world. I picked men. I mean, because men are so unwilling to raise their hand and go, hey, man, I need help. And it's just like, I mean, it's just like slogging through mud to get men to – own up to it and actually get help and all that stuff. And so it's it's really, you know, it's kind of challenging. Once you get them, I mean, the clients that I have are fantastic. They do the work. They're having these amazing wins. But to get a man to actually raise his hand and admit to needing help, boy, that's a tough ask.
0: Is it a pride thing?
1: I don't know what it is. I think that's a lot of it. I think it's, you know, the whole conditioning thing. And, and certainly this has gotten better Uh, than it used to be, but, you know, men have to be men and buttoned up and stoic and all that kind of thing. That's a lot of it. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of things going on there. Pride is a lot of it. Uh, men are fixtures. We always like to have the answers. We don't like to admit, you know, I mean, how many men drive around and won't ask for directions, you know, just cause we don't want to admit that we don't have an answer. So there's a lot of junk going on there, but, um, it's, um, you know, once we get them in there though, I tell you, Bobby, they're just, it's amazing. The progress they make.
0: You referred to having a, did you call it a messy entrepreneurial journey?
1: It still is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know this. So,
1: somebody asked me the other day on a podcast, Bobby. They said, uh, "What what mistakes have you made as an entrepreneur?" I said, "Every single one of them. There's not one that I haven't made." And I, I bet you can identify
0: with that too. <laughs> I I really can. Um, so tell so, so tell me, did you have like a job in in corporate America before? Do you mind sharing your history a little bit? No, I don't
1: I don't mind at all. So I I still am a Christian minister. I've been a minister for over thirty years. Uh still doing it full time. Uh, I also teach high school part time, and um, just quit coaching uh, youth sports. I quit coaching for over twenty years, and I just stepped back from that last year. Uh, and I have my life coaching business as well. So. Um, yeah, so I still have a job in the real world. If, you know, if you can consider ministry, the real world, um, I still have a job still doing that and then doing the life coaching and just kind of seeing, you know, where that goes. I would like to be able to make that full-time at some point if I choose to, uh, but still working on that.
0: Wow. I didn't expect minister. Um I just good. didn't see that that's, coming.
1: That's what I'm after. That's the look and the aura I'm after, Bobby. I don't want people to look at me and think minister. So, you made my day.
0: Good, good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was very interesting. I I just really didn't expect you to, but what what actually acknowledging that meant for me was this level of credibility that you you have through through ministering, right? I I imagine and coaching kids is what I just heard. So those foundations and the things that you've probably learned in both of those roles must make you a tremendous life coach.
1: It certainly has helped. I tell people all the time. I've actually been life coaching for over thirty years now. I just have the title. I got certified in doing it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, in ministry, you know, it's not just about standing up and preaching. It's about meeting people where they are, helping them, listening to them, figuring out solutions and that kind of thing. Uh, and so, you know, coaching sports is the same kind of way. So, yeah, there's no question. And then being a parent, I've got three kids in their 20s and a, a grandson. And, you know, being a parent is – that's life coaching all day long. And so I do have a tremendous amount of practical experience. But i tell you, uh, Bobby, I, when I got certified – um, that really was a big help to me. I, I sort of questioned whether or not I needed it, but when I went and got certified, the training that I got was phenomenal. And I would recommend to any coach, uh, not saying you have to, and not saying that you're not legit if you're not, uh, not trained, but anybody thinking about going to, into coaching, I think would really benefit from being trained in coaching. It just totally changed, uh, everything I do.
0: Wow. That's, that's interesting. It's funny because right now I'm, I'm just working on my dream stuff and I don't want to get a W2 job. I have to like apply and do the things. Uh, but the, the one role that excited me when looking through was doing coaches for like coaching for W2 jobs or, you know, like being a consultant and and knowing what this kind of world, cause I have this belief and I could be completely wrong. Um, (laughs) But my view right now is people in corporate America don't know what they don't know. And by being an entrepreneur, we learn the latest and greatest. We communicate as an army, lifting each other up and support ourselves, you know, like each other. It's not as competitive and cutthroat. All the water cooler gossip bullshit. Like there's just this list that I feel it's different. And I actually... um, have empathy for people that still have these other jobs that don't know what they're missing. Do you, do you feel that way at all about entrepreneurship? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Whatever that word is, Bobby. A big E word. I know, right. Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't know why we had to pick such a long and difficult word for what we do. It would be so much easier if it were shorter, but anyway, no, I totally feel that. And um, I, I probably don't have as much contact with the corporate world as you do. But one thing I think I see that that really I think entrepreneurs uh, are seem to be into a lot more than corporate America is like personal growth mindset things. I think the corporate world is going more toward that. But I think that until fairly recently, I'm not sure the business, industrial, corporate world has really seen the value of mindset work and habits and personal growth and all of those things. And, and Bobby, as you know, that's where it's all at. I mean, if your mindset isn't right, forget about it. So I love that, that almost every entrepreneur I know is also like a personal
0: growth guru that I think that's so cool. It's funny. So my, my journey was, I I always was learning, right? Like, but not strategically per se. I went back to college in my thirties. Um, got my bachelor's and all that hoopla, but also very, uh, competitive with myself. Like I was the first person to graduate with a certain certificate and all that kind of stuff. And then I went through Zumba certifications. Like I've always been developing, but I like, I didn't know who Tony Robbins was, for example, until my addiction and then recovering from my addiction, then I started hearing um, about these people. Like it's it's almost like this. It's like a whole other atmosphere. And I I used to be like, well, what? How do normal people find them? Like if you're not an addict <laughs> oh, that yeah. that takes you to this road of personal development, how do normal people find these resources? Absolutely,
1: and boy, don't we all need it? I mean, I think that there's this. You talked about what people. People don't know what they don't know, and I think that's so true with personal development. Before I was turned on to personal growth in my thirties, um, because my life was a train wreck uh, as well, um, I didn't know all that stuff was out there, and I, I didn't know the content, the knowledge, the tools, the communities, just the, I mean, just the the energy of the whole thing. I had no idea that stuff was out there, and to look at it from a different perspective um you know in the church or in churches a lot of times you know we're talking about theological issues and spiritual issues but we're not making a real connection with this is what you do with it in real life and that's what I try to do is to bring spiritual concepts and those kinds of things down to the real world say like, okay Here's what you do in the morning, here's what you do in the afternoon, here's what you do at night, and make it really practical. I think that we're missing that as well. We don't know the the practical tools, and so we're just not going anywhere.
0: You just reminded me, you must be a really amazing minister, because <laughs> I've never been a church person, full transparency, there's a whole story behind that, but... <laughs> In my recovery on the 11th step, it says sought through prayer and meditation to improve your conscious contact with God as you understand him. So part of my research for that was to go to church, right? Like, cause I'm a good student and I'm going to do what's said. <laughs> and what I found was interesting. Um, Pastor Buddy was his name and it was a non-denominational church. And I still don't understand how Joel Olstein fits in, but they give you one of his books when you get there. Uh <laughs> So between Joel's podcast and going to this church, Pastor Buddy was like a great storyteller, which I guess is the magic, right? And what my perception was, was that he actually, he was one of the solutions of where the normal people went to fill their cup and to get some of that wisdom. Because he did, he took Bible stories, which I can't interpret. Like to hear somebody do verses, um, I I don't have that comprehension, just like computer code, right? Like my brain doesn't work that way. It's very good at other things, but I I don't get the Bible, but I got Pastor Buddy's stories, or when Joel Olstein talks about comparing. So I love that that's what you do.
1: I, I'll tell you, I was I was impacted by two ministers that I had growing up. And this is what they were both great at. They would take Bible stories i had heard my whole life and they would make it come alive and they would make it like you were seeing it. And it was you could really understand it. they would put it in sort of in modern terms where I could connect with it. And it just totally changed my life and my viewpoint. And I thought, I want to do that one day. Um, And, you know, I've been blessed to be able to do that for a very long time. But you're right. Being able to and as coaches, Bobby, as you know, is doing what we do. I mean, we've got to be able to connect with people where they are to tell people this is the truth or this is the tool or this is the content and then bring it down to where they are and really help them see how to apply it. I mean, that's that's where the the magic is in coaching, I think.
0: Yeah, thank you. I didn't. I didn't know I was going to go down that road, but of course I didn't. Glad we did until you told me. So glad thank we you. did. So tell me. I would like to know. I don't know if it's your motivation or your purpose or what's driving you. Like, why is it so important to you this life coaching business? Like, what drives you? So
1: <clears throat> I um. I lost my father when I was seven. He died of a heart attack at work well, when I was seven. I'm an only child, so left my mother and myself. He was 44 um, and so left us way too soon. And that really just destroyed my world. And I allowed that to be the excuse for why nothing worked right in my life. the The, the reason was I was not taking responsibility. The excuse was my dad died. And so I was just using that as an excuse for every failure and mistake and every every dysfunction. And so that led to, as you can imagine, a completely miserable, frustrated, angry life that I hated. I was a hundred pounds overweight, I was angry and frustrated. Um, and I was miserable for 30 years. And so eventually it got, to, I hit rock bottom and I was just done and I, I couldn't stand it anymore. I reached out to a friend and so do you have a book that you could recommend? And so he he gave me a book called The University of Success by Ogman Dino. And uh by chapter two, I was a brand new man. Uh, it really just changed my life. And um, so that book led to more books and coaching and seminars, et cetera. And I was just absolutely eating up. I still get chills thinking about it. I was just eating up personal growth. I was just devouring it, getting happier, more abundant, healthier, thinner. Everything, more money, everything's working better. And so I just wanted to talk about it all the time. You know how it is, Bobby, when you get fired up about something. I just couldn't keep talking about it. So my family got tired of it eventually, right? Because I was trying to coach them. And you know how that works, Bobby, when you're trying to coach people and they're like, okay, enough with the coaching, let's move on. So I thought, well, you know, I love talking about it. I've always loved helping people since I was a kid. I've been passionate about helping people. And I thought, <clears throat> I've found something right here that is absolutely life-changing. And I, I know what it's like to be miserable and sad and frustrated. And I don't want anybody to live that way. I want to help people get out of that. So, of course, I've been doing that through ministry for a very long time. This added a dimension to it that I had never known about before. And I just got really excited about it. So I mean, honestly it sounds like a cliche, but honestly, I know what it's like to hurt, and I want to help hurting people not hurt through doing what I did. And that's that's why I just
0: I love doing it. That's beautiful. So who is your favorite coach or guru or person, personal development person? Like, do you have a favorite?
1: Oh, I do. I absolutely do. Actually, a couple for different reasons. So, like, all-time favorite, the man, the myth, the absolute legend, Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn, to me, is absolutely the king of personal growth uh, thinkers. Um, And, of course, he was Tony Robbins' mentor. Wouldn't have Tony if it weren't for Jim Rohn. And so uh, he's, like, he's my, like, sort of my grandfather type. Uh, with that. But Brendan Burchard probably, uh, as far as just day-to-day practical tools, I think Brendan Burchard is probably the most thorough and the most practical uh, and the most useful of all the coaches. To me, it would have to be Brendan Burchard.
0: Okay. Nice. Thank you. I haven't dived deep. I've read one of his books, but I don't know much about him. phenomenal.
1: Phenomenal. I mean, literally, uh, you know, and as a business person, Bobby, as a coach, as, just as a human being, whatever you've got going on, he's got a lot of material directed specifically. You can find anything within his world. So I just highly recommend.
0: Is he as young as he looks? He looks so freaking young to he, me. He's,
1: he's pretty young, but he's been doing what he's doing for like 20 years or so. So I think, I mean, honestly, I think he just through personal uh habits I think he takes really good care of himself I think that's and he's probably got good makeup people too Bobby I mean come on you know he's probably he's got fashion people that I don't have so
0: (laughs) I gotta be honest that's a pain point for me um I was at a retreat not too long ago and we were talking about like when we're filming and doing stuff like this and the two women there who are on doing content and all that stuff all the time you know we're talking about how we have to wear makeup And I'm like, I don't want to have to wear makeup just because of the lights and the blah, blah, blah. But they're like, but it'll reflect and it'll this and that. And um, I still really won't do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't, I'm not interested in doing it.
1: You know, Bobby, I I think that I love that because, and that's one thing that makes you awesome is that you, you know, you're, you're going to do you and you're going to do it your way. And I think as entrepreneurs, You know, and as coaches, we try to mold ourselves into what other people are doing or what's working for them. And I've just learned that it's just, I'm just not going to do that. I've got to do it my way because, so let's say I don't, let's say I do it somebody else's way. It's not authentic to me. I could make a million dollars, but I'm never going to be happy. And so look, I think your look is phenomenal. I mean, you're you you you're, you're different looking, you're unique looking. You have your own look. The nails, girl, are fantastic. I'm loving those fingernails. You. <laughs> You've got a little bit of color in your hair. I think your look is phenomenal. And so I'm happy that you're doing
0: what you're doing. Oh, thank you. So I want to dive in a little more um, about the gentleman and maybe what your curriculum. So like, let's pretend for the next little bit that we are trying to put any of the male listeners out there that might need you, let's put them at ease and let's talk about what working with you looks like. Like how can, what do they look like before? What do they look like after what's the program in the middle? Does that sound like a fair ask?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, it's, it's all men. Um, I have an assistant who's also a certified coach. She handles the logistics and things like that. But as far as the actual coaching, the group, the one-on-ones, it's all men. It's it's men totally, and so you know, I think that that's sort. There's sort of a level of comfort there. I think there's a level of putting people at ease uh, with that, um, and so it's it's all guys. Um, and so we do what I call the four pillars of personal success. This is what when I was going through initially my personal growth journey, I realized that this these were the four things that changed my life. Uh, and those are taking responsibility, taking control of your thoughts and words, uh, writing out and connecting with your ideal life, and then learning how to set and achieve goals. To me, those are the four pillars of personal success. And that's what we thats what we take men through. Uh, and so I make my own content. I send them videos. I give them homework. Uh, they have a one-on-one call with me right now. We won't always have that, but they've got a one-on-one call with me every week. Uh, and then we've got a group uh we get together as a group of men to talk about our issues and challenges and wins and what have you and so <clears throat> that's the way the program works um a lot of people by the way are a little hinky about group coaching all of my coaching is group because it's a phenomenal model the energy is great the sharing is great we learn from each other we build friendships to me group coaching is where it's at um but anyway so when when men come in Typically, they're, they're blowing up on their wives. They're like yelling, uh, their um, uh, tone is sarcastic. Um, they're saying things they don't want to say, and then they're shutting down and like being absent, maybe not physically, but being absent for like a night or a day or two days, right? So there's the yelling and all that, and then there's the, okay, I'm done, which is exactly what I did to my wife. For many years is exactly what I did to my wife. And so they've got that going on. They're short tempered with their kids. <coughs> Excuse me. They're short tempered with their kids. Um, they, they don't really know how to connect with their kids except like in anger and ordering them around and that sort of thing. And so when they get in the program, what we find is that almost immediately, and that, that's not an exaggeration. I, I have a client right now. He was in the program for less than a week, and he called me up, and he said, man, he said, I just, things are completely different now than they were before. So what they're finding is that they're listening to their wives, right? They're not, so as men, we get this defensive thing, right? So if my wife says, hey, I didn't really like it when you did that, immediately I get defensive. And I want to talk back. Well, you didn't do this. Well, you didn't do that. Well, I didn't like this. Instead of just listening, being calm, taking it in, thinking about what she's going through and talking about, and then having a conversation about it, right? That's not what we don't do. And so that's what the men in my program are learning to do. They're calming down. They're listening better. They're connecting more. And one of my clients the other day, he said they were at the supper table and his wife reached over and hugged him. And she said, I'm just so grateful that you're doing what you're doing. You're so different. Things have changed so much. And I'm just so grateful for it. And so, I mean, we're seeing real change in these relationships and it's great.
0: Yeah, that's that's like the better than money payment. Like that's that's really the
1: yeah yeah and it's it's amazing and i know uh, going back to what you said and i think it's such an important point we we don't know what we don't know i had a, a gentleman the other day called me about the program and we went through it i told him how much it was and i mean in my program right now the investment is like rock bottom as far as programs like this go i mean it is not much at all and um So he said, you know, he said, I've got a job where it's my, it's my job to do like cost benefit analysis. We're going to spend this much, but we're going to make this much back. And he said, I just can't, I can't do that with this. I I can't make the numbers work in my head. So I just, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm like, It's your family. I mean, what price tag do you put on your family? How much is your family? worth? And that's the message that's really difficult to cross to people sometimes, because I have a lot of guys that say, hey, listen, I'm ready to do whatever it takes. I say, okay, here's what it takes. And they go, well, okay, I'm not going to do that, though. And that's where we're You know
0: what I would ask him? Here's some unsolicited advice. No, but yeah, bring it. I'd say, well, how much does a divorce go for right about now? Or... What would the cost be for 50% of your assets? Absolutely. Or how much child support do you want to pay weekly? Like I to know. me it's so glaringly obvious. Yeah, you might not be able to capture the ROI for the success, but you sure can capture the cost of not succeeding.
1: And had a guy just the other day, I said, listen, you know, I did that, you know, what we do with people a lot of times we took them down the road. And I said, if you don't get this fixed, what's five years from now look like? He said, we're divorced. I'm not seeing my kids. You know, so he knows. I mean, he knows that that's what's in his future. And still at the end of the day, he went, I just, just not going to do it. It's just, it's beyond me.
0: Beyond him with money.
1: I'm I'm saying it's beyond me. (laughs) He said, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, "Ah, I just don't get it. (laughs) Right. I
0: think I would, I, I think I would ask him what, what is it? That's holding you back, like in, in some of my training. So my favorite mentor is Grant Cardone. Sure. And yeah, and and you must be aligned to some degree because you said take responsibility. And that's one of the things he preaches. Um, but he says no one thing. Um ruins a deal. No one thing, meaning there's multiple things. So it isn't about the money. He also says that too. It's not about the money. So there's something else going on, whether it's the noise of judgment from his buddies that he goes and has, you know, beers with, or it's not about the money. It's really not about the money.
1: I think that's a great point, Bobby. And I'm real, I really appreciate you saying that. And that's something I really need to, to do some deep thinking about, because you're right, because guys will, and I've, I've made this point in lots of different, different ways, but you know, guys will go out around here. Boats are huge. We're right on the coast. Every man I know has a boat spending 20, 30, however many thousands of dollars on a boat. And I'm asking them to spend a few thousand dollars to get things straight at home. And it's just not happening. So you're right. I mean, it's, guys will spend the money on whatever they want. Literally. Uh, and, but when it comes to this, not so much. And so I'm really appreciate you saying that I, I need to do some thinking around that.
0: Yeah. I, and again, I can't take credit cause it's, it's uncle G and, and <laughs> when you brought up boat, you just reminded me of, of another. So he has like 120 different ways to handle objections just in one little place. Right. And the other one is with the boats. Well, was that in your budget to buy a boat? Well, no. 'Cause like if they tell you this isn't right. in my budget, right. well, yeah. was the yeah. vote yeah. in your budget? Yeah. You know, when no. was the last time you spent this kind of money? And and you're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. But you know what? Those who don't want to invest in themselves, no, no. couple thousand it sounds to me, it sounds like your program's worth lots more than thousands of dollars.
1: Well, I think for you know, for those who are having a lot of success, I mean I think they would definitely agree with that. Um and uh something else that you said um oh i one one thing that of course we all get this you know everybody gets every sales conversation gets this i need to talk to my wife and and i'm like i go ahead and do that go tell your wife here is a program that will help us eliminate the fighting the yelling the shutting down for just a few thousand dollars Here's a program that will do that. Go talk to your wife about, my suspicion is they're probably not talking to their wives because if they were, their wives would be going, get your behind in that program <laughs> yesterday.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a great point. And um, it's probably one of those only cases where it does make sense to talk to the spouse, you know, at right. that level. Absolutely. Um, Wow. Well, that's amazing. David, is there anything that I'm forgetting to touch on that you want to share? This this has been a lot of fun by the way. I had no idea where we were going to go, but I'm enjoying it.
1: I've had a blast, Bobby. I knew that we would because I just think you're terrific and I really appreciate the conversation. So the only thing is um that I just really really encourage people to 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 not stop trying with whatever it is that they're trying to do, uh the the sort of the, the way that I talk about this is with my weight loss. I was 100 pounds overweight. I've taken it off and kept it off. Um, And the reason is sheer persistence. I tried every diet known to man over 20, 30, 35, 40 years, I don't know how long, years and years and years of dieting and failing and failing and failing. But it was that last time, that I said I'm going to lose weight, that it clicked, and I lost it, and I kept it off. If I had given up and not tried that one more time, I would still be looking at 300 pounds from from where I am. So I just really encourage people, I know that you're frustrated, I know that you're tired of trying and failing, please do not stop. That next time could be the thing that clicks and changes everything for you, so just
0: keep going and don't give up. I love that. That's a beautiful message to end on. David, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for being here today. This was a lot of fun and I I hope those men start raising their hands and and really um getting with you because I think I think here's another thing. Sorry, the download just happened. Yeah, yeah. This isn't even just about the husbands and wives working with you can change the ripple and the generational, right? Like the kids um, understanding that love isn't yelling and being stressed and crazy all the time. Like this literally will make a ripple for years to come. Yeah.
1: hundred percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're not just thinking about ourselves and our wives, our kids, their marriages. I ask people all the time, do you want your kids to have the marriage you have? If the answer is no, then something needs to be done about it today. Yeah, beautiful. All
0: right. I'll say goodbye for real now. Um Thanks, Bobby. Just, I got so excited about the topic. So <laughs> thank you, David. Thank you, Bobby.